happy anniversary. Uh, anybody have their anniversary today by any chance? So that's right, that's right. It's their anniversary today. One year, one year, that's big. If you can make it through the first year, you might be able to make it, right? Any other anniversaries, any other birthdays today? Birthdays? Don't, just don't be afraid if you are. I'm not going to make you stand up and do anything weird. You know, anniversaries are pretty cool, you know, and I think we have a lot of anniversaries going on this uh, year, this in our, uh, in our fellowship here. You know, uh, we, we're having our wedding anniversary, my beautiful wife back there. Everybody look at her. Okay. But we're going to have our anniversary 40 years, right? 40 years. Four, oh, is this, what is this? Four, oh. This year in, a, in about a month. And uh, uh, another thing is uh, 30 years ago, we came out from California in 1988, 30 years ago. We're going to celebrate that. We got this building 10 years ago. That's 40, 30, 10. We skipped 20 in there. I'm sure there's a 20 in there somewhere. Uh, so, you know, the, the idea of an anniversary is a recurrence of a certain day, the definition. Recurrence of a certain day is, is an anniversary. Somebody move that there. So, so we have these things that we celebrate, right? And these things that keep coming up, and they're like reminders, you know. It's the, it's, they mark the passing of time, right? It's hard to believe, but time does pass by. Time goes by, and sometimes it goes by quickly. And we're going to talk about that today. And it's kind of like this idea, you know, that we made it. We made it another year. We made it 40 years. We made it here 10 years. Can you believe that? It's hard to believe for me that we made it here 10 years. You know, some people thought, oh, they're going to go down the tubes and they're not going to make it, but God has provided. You know, it's nothing that we have, can take credit for. So we made it, and it, it's kind of this whole idea of the passing of time. I want you to open with me to Psalm 90, though, please. We're going to read Psalm 90. I'm going to talk about Psalm 90 uh, here in a minute. Psalm 90, we're not going to talk about the whole psalm. Uh, <clears throat> but let's go ahead and just read it. I'll read it to you. Psalm 90, verse 1. The Lord, you have made our dwelling, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death, and they are like the new grass of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet 
Their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger, for your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Verse 12, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. And may the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? You know, it's all about time, but there's a, there's a number of different pictures in there that I want to refer to. One is the fact that God is from everlasting to everlasting. God is eternal. And then he talks about years, but then he talks about days as well. So we have these different perspectives and, and you know, that, that with the Lord, it's like a thousand years is just like a day. So he's, in, he's kind of outside that whole time frame that you and I are so fixed in. That you and I are so, you know, tied to. But he says, teach us the number of our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. One year ago yesterday, as many of you know, because I put it in the email, you know, I had, I had open heart surgery. I still, I'm still in denial. It did not happen. Really. But I'll show you. My, no, just kidding. But I'm still, I'm still in shock about it. I, you know, it's hard to, to, to like fathom, like, no, that did not happen. But stuff happens, right? It does. And that time, you know, looking back and thinking about it, uh, and today is, you know, like I'm celebrating, I'm starting a brand new year, right? A, you know, that year is over now. I'm starting a brand new year, but it was an anniversary of sorts. But that was a very dark tunnel, a long, a long dark tunnel of, of, and then that process of recovery and, and healing, and some of it is still going on today. But I, 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 when I came back to church, and I, and I don't know if I came back too early or not, I, I, who knows, it was, it was just the, the time that seemed to be the right time, but I did a message called Things That Matter, and, and some of you, how many of you were here? So I guess it still matters. <laughs> and the question is, you know, are those things still the things that matter? You know, the perspective that we gain after time, right? Hopefully we learn some things as we go. Hopefully things make a little more sense. I know back then I was still like kind of out of it. I was still on a lot of medication. And, and, and you know, it, hopefully it made some sense. But looking back at it today, you know, I have to look at these things and I say, you know what, these things still really matter. They really matter. And for us to think about what really matters in our lives, what really matters in, you know, how we live our lives, what's really important. And number one, and this is always going to be number one, is having a relationship with God, having faith. In Jesus Christ. I can't stress that enough. I can't go back to that enough that you and I need Jesus Christ in our lives. We will always need Him. 
We always did need Him. And if you don't have Him in your life, you are missing the meaning of life. So, faith really matters. You know, He is so faithful to us. He's always there. He's never let me down. Never. I can say that with, with, without any hesitation that God has never let me down. Now, does that mean that he's always answered every prayer just the way I wanted him to? That would make me God, right? And him my servant. If he answered every prayer the way I said it, what I exactly wanted, that would make me God. But you see, he's God and I'm not. And that's true for every single one of us. If you think you're God right now or you're the God of your universe and, you know, the master of your, all the rest of it, that's, that's where we need to get our, our heads, you know, straightened out, that he is God. So what we, read, we just read that in Psalm 90, didn't we? That's what the psalm writer says there. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Not us, him. So faith, this simple faith, this relationship with him, that's number one. You can have all the rest of these things, and all the rest of these things are important, but if you don't have this part right, none of it is going to fit together right. None, none of it is going to make any sense. It's about a relationship. It's not about religion. It's not, it's not some kind of religion that we have. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Doesn't, I can't be any clearer than that. The second thing about family and, and, and friends, you know, uh, so, so important. You know, my wife, 40, she put up with me for almost 40 years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Maybe I should say I put up with her for 40 years. I wouldn't say that. Don't push it. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretending like she isn't hearing me, but. You know, my kids and my grandkids, you know, I love you this much. You know, it, it, it's just, you know, it's so important. You know, we, we need to pay attention to that, to the friends. Oh, you have friends? Right? If you don't have friends, make a friend, be a friend. You know, these things are so important. It's about people, right? First about God, but then about people. It really matters. This really matters. How about fellowship? The third thing there, fellowship, you know, uh, church, your church family. You know what? You're here, and some of you, you, you were here last, uh, you know, a year ago. You know, you, a little less than a year uh, when we gave that message. But obviously this means something to you for you to be here. And, and, and you know, I believe that God has established the church, not just our church, but the church for us to fellowship, to have one another, to grow, to learn, to help, you know, stir each other up. Fellowship, being part of a fellowship is important. You know, I came to Rhode Island, as I said, 30 years ago, and we came in, and one of the things that I noticed right then and I notice, I notice now that it really has not changed, is there are a lot, a lot, a lot of Lone Ranger Christians. 
Where do you go to church? Well, I'm not really going to church right now. You know, I, I fellowship at home with myself. You know, I'm not really part of a church because, you know, because one time the pastor kind of looked at me weird and, you know, that was it. Or he didn't say hello to me that morning and that's it. They're, they're all bad people over there. And let me just get it out right now. If I did that to you one time, I am sorry, okay? <laughs> Serious. Uh, I probably had uh, two, or three, two, or, two or three things on my mind, and I didn't even see you. So let me make up for it now. Good morning. Good morning, okay? So... <laughs> Please forgive me. None of us are perfect, you know, but we need each other. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but imperfect people, we need each other. But we have a perfect God that unites us together. He is perfect. And he brings us together. We don't just, we don't just fellowship. This isn't just a social club, you know. Though there are a lot of social aspects about it. Potlucks, yeah. There's social aspects about it, obviously, but we have something that binds us together that's much, much bigger than just a social aspect. It's our faith in Jesus Christ, our, our faith in God Almighty. And that's what brings us together. That's what will keep us together. We've got to give each other a little bit of grace because God gave us a lot of grace, right? And so for us to, to gather together, is very, very important. So I want to encourage you, and I do this a lot, and you say, oh, he's always on that, that uh, I found this on my platform here. It's like a nail. Think about that. We're going we're gonna to have communion later. Uh, find some ways to get involved. If you are not involved, you just come Sunday, that's good, okay. And maybe, maybe you're just, you know, uh, you're working things out and, and you know, it's, it's, you're, it's hard for you to you know, get involved for one reason or another, but don't let that go on forever, please. Try to get involved somewhere. Try to get to know somebody. Try to find a way to serve. It matters. And then the last thing uh, in, in that list is the future. I'm excited about the future. You know, it's been a difficult year, and I'm still, I, I still have stubble, uh, stubble, sorry, I, st I still have stuff that I'm really struggling with, you know, in, in terms of just my life. I, you know, different fears that, you know, are still there, fear that it's going to happen again, fear that I'm going to, you know, do something and it's going to happen. And it's just, you know, part of dealing with this. And that's, you know, we sang that song, you know, the Lord is my light, my salvation, you know, I will not be afraid. Why? Because he's God. But I'm human too. But I look forward, you know, I look forward to that day when I can be with him at home, when I get home. It's nice when, you know, like here on Sunday, you know, Sundays are, are awesome, and I love it here. And, and like Chris said, this is our home. This is our house. This is where, you know, we, this is not my house. This is our house. And then we all go home, home to our homes, and there's a, a sense where you kind of relax. You take your shoes off, and, you know. You put on your regular clothes instead of your Sunday clothes. Really? <laughs> uh, I do. 
<laughs> sometimes. But I'm looking forward to being home. You know, about a month ago, I was out driving, and uh, I saw, I was at the circle in Appenog, and I saw a, a funeral procession going through, you know. And, you know, it was a long one, you know. And I thought, you know, that could have been me. That could have been me, but, 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 you know, there's been a lot of struggles and trials and everything else, but one day it's going to be you, it's going to be me, but we're going to be home. Amen. And we have a future in heaven. If we have number one right. If we don't have number one right, don't even think about number four. Number one, faith. So we have faith, we have family and friends, we have fellowship and we have our future in heaven where we're going to see him face to face. We have that on the wall back there, you know, loving God and loving people. The first and the fourth are really about God and number two and number three are about people. So it's really about both. It's really about both. But life is fleeting, isn't it? I want you to turn with me to Psalm 39. Uh, Psalm 39, back it up here a little bit. But keep, keep your marker in Psalm 90 because we're going to go back there and, and that's where we're going to spend some time. But Psalm 39, verse uh, 4 and 5. This is a Psalm of David. He says, Show me, O Lord, my life's end. And the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere hand breadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man, verse 6, is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Show me my life's end. You know, this life is fleeting. It really is shorter than we think it is. Though, you know, each day sometimes seems like an eternity, this life is short. But notice here he talks about days and years as well. But he says, show me my life's end. Like, what is it all about? Show me the number of my days. Now, I don't think God told him how many days he had. And I don't think that he tells us usually how many days that we have. One of the kings, he told them, you know, you've got what? Uh, what was it? How many years? Fifteen years, right? And, but he prayed and God changed it for him. But anyways, that's another story that I didn't look up and I'm probably getting that all mixed up. But the fact of the matter is, if you knew how many days that you had, would it change your perspective? Would it change how you lived today? And, and I don't think he's going to give us all that because, because mainly because I don't think you and I could handle the information. If I knew what tomorrow held, I probably could not handle the information. It would be more than my puny little brain can deal with. So I need to focus on what today is. But, but this is an interesting uh, verse out of Psalm 139 up on the screen. All the days ordained for me were written in your, bo your book before one of them came to be. So God knows exactly how many days that you and I have. That's incredible. 
That's another reason why we can trust him, because he knows how many days that are ordained for me. They're written in his book before even one of them came to be. So turn back to Psalm 90 as we think about these things here in the, in the, the days, the years, the time that we have on this life, in this life, is so very, very important. Now, Psalm 90 was written by who? Does anybody know? Moses. It was written by Moses. And, and how long did Moses live? How, what books are a part of the pastoral epistles? We got it this time. Last time when I asked that, nobody was answered me or they didn't know. First and second Timothy and Titus. That's just a little test. So how long did Moses live? 120 years. Now to us, that sounds like, that's like forever, right? But... You know, in the Bible, there are a lot of people who lived a lot longer than that, right? In fact, his days were cut short. Why? Because he was disobedient. And God said, you are not going to go into the promised land. He said, you can see it. You can go up on the mountain and look down and see it, but you're not going in. But he had, you know, he had 40 years in the, you know, in Egypt, in the, the palace, right? And then he had 40 years out in the wilderness, with sheep, and then he had 40, uh, 40 years again with the people of Israel after they came out of Egypt again on the way to the promised land, 40 years. So 40, 40, 40, 120 years. I don't know if I'd want to live 120 years. They had that on the news the other day, the longest person, uh, you know, the oldest person in the world just passed away, and I think I think she was 117, if I remember correctly. Anybody see that? Teach us, though, he says here in Psalm 90, verse 12, look at it. He says, teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Notice he he doesn't say, teach us to number our years. He says, teach us to number our days. We only have today. Today is the day we can do something about. Today, this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day. But notice he says, teach us. So who who is he asking to teach us how to do this? Because I don't think that you and I really know how to do this, to put it in a good perspective. I don't think you and I really know how it all fits together. And what things really are very important without him teaching us, without him showing us? What's important? What matters? To see the eternal as well as the temporal. Sometimes our focus is only on the, the, you know, that which we can see, touch. And we, and we, we have no focus, we have no you know, clue about the eternal, that the eternal is so important. And it relates to each day, each and every day. So we, we, we ask, and it's a prayer. God, teach us. Teach us. We look to Him to teach us, to show us. Like today. You're here today. You're in this room. Hopefully, you're not an apparition. You're not, well, maybe you're miles away from here in your own mind. But I can see you. 
You're here today, right now. And so maybe you need to shake someone's hand before you leave here today. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. Maybe there's something you need to say to somebody today. We may not have church next Sunday. I may not be here. You may not be here. We don't know. What I'm trying to, trying to express here is that today is what we have. He says, teach us to number our days. And it, it means to count or to reckon or number them. That each one is important. Each day. You know, a good friend of ours, uh, his wife is, is battling cancer. And, you know, I'm just trying to be there. Just trying to be a friend. Trying to be a brother in Christ. And, and you know what? Uh, we don't know. You don't know how these things are going to turn out. And, and, and I said to him, I, I said, you know what? And I, I just had that thought. And, I, and, and, I, and we joke about it because I, you know, I said, yeah, I made that up. I did not make it up. Somebody else made it up. Who cares? But I, but, I, but I said to him, you know, each day, I just had this thought, and I, w- I just wanted to share that with you, that each day is a gift, that, that each day you have with your wife is a gift, because you don't know about what tomorrow is going to be like. Today is a gift. Someone else said this, and I, don't, and I don't take credit for it either. He says that's why it's called the present. It's a gift. Today is. I don't know about tomorrow. What are we going to do with our days? Teach us to number our days. We're so worried about tomorrow. We're so, you know, upset about yesterday, right? But what about today? Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today is bad enough. For us to take to tomorrow on as well as trying to take the day on and then all the weight from yesterday? No, we got to let those things go. Today is the day. Look at verse 10. He says, The length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow. They quickly pass and we fly away. Notice he says the length of our days. So again, it's days. Now, it, it may add up to be 70 years, and that's kind of like, uh, you know, what he's saying, that kind of a, what, a, what an average maybe would be, and, it, and maybe it is now, although they, they say that we're kind of living longer now. But if I make it to 70, I think I'm going to do pretty good. And 80, whoa. But look what he says here. Their span is but trouble and sorrow. I, I don't know if I want to make it to 90. It's hard. There's trouble. There's sorrow in this life. But life is fleeting. It's like, it's like a paradox, you know. Full of trouble and sorrow, but yet they're quickly, they're, they're racing by. The time is racing by. Ten years has gone by just like a blink of an eye. For us here. I mean, I, I still remember us coming in and it, it was shaped very differently. And some of you were here. This place was completely different in here. There was like rooms back there. And, and we just tore them all down. Let's get that out of here. That's, that made you feel like you're going through a tunnel to get into the church. But now we've been here 10 years. I think we need to start like 
maybe doing some new stuff. Let's paint the walls a different color. No, I'm just kidding. But we got other stuff that we need to do, and we're, we're starting to get some new projects uh, online. But 10 years, just it's gone like that. 80. Some of you are getting up close to 80. I'm not going to look at any of you. Job said this. He said, man born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. Now, Job, he had quite a way of expressing himself, didn't he? Of course, he had trials like you and I would never, we could never even relate to the stuff he went to, went through. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, he said to redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeem the time. Use the days that you have. Use it, the time because the days, again, he talks about the days. And I'm not talking about our friends Mike and Jess. The days, the day you and I live in. The days are evil. So for... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. I just broke the whole concentration now. It's done. It's over. Let's go home. You, 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 we have a day. And, and, and for us to bring Jesus Christ, to bring goodness into a day that is evil, you see. For you and I to bring something good, to bring life, to bring love into a day. They're already evil. That's the Bible makes this very clear, by the way. All the days, they're already evil. So for you and I to bring something good into it. That the Lord has given us today to ask Him to pray. Now there are a lot, a lot of things that I think are, are that, that could be said, but two things that I see here in this psalm as, as, I, as I bring this to a close before communion, two things that I see that, that I think Moses was pointing to in his, the rest of his prayer that were important. First one found in verse 14. He says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. I think one of the things that, 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 that he saw was important that was part of numbering his day aright, because he, he talks about a morning, the morning of that day. He says, To satisfy us with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And, and when I read this, I, I thought, you know what? This is about spending time with God each day. Spending time with God each day. The word satisfy means to be filled. It means to be full. So to, so, so to, to be satisfied with what? With, with looking in the mirror? Satisfied with... How much money you have in the bank, satisfied with the things of this life? No, he says, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love. Your strong, steadfast love. What do you go to first? What, what's going to get you through the day? It's his love. That's what's going to bring a song to your heart. It's not that spouse. You know, we, we expect the people around us to satisfy us and, and to make our lives happy. 
And, and, and there is a sense that that is true, but first and foremost, a part of our lives, to number our days aright, a wise thing to do is to have a, a bit of time in your day where you just, you know, I'm just going to be with God. I'm just going to read the Word of God. I'm going to spend, can you, can you set aside 15 minutes a day to go before him and say, I need, that, I need that love. I need that part of my day. You know what? If you don't plan it, guess what? Never going to happen. I, I, there are things in my life that, that I feel that God wants me to do, but I realize that if I don't plan them, they will never happen. So I've, I've had to like rethink and try to rework and, and try to, try to you know, make a, a plan. But this is something that I learned when I was a brand new Christian, that, that to have a devotional life, to have a time where you set aside every day, I learned that, and I haven't been successful all you know, these 40 plus years, but, but it has been something that, that I've, I've tried to be consistent about. And, and, I, and I think I was taught when I was a brand new believer that this is important. And, I'm, I'm try, and I try to express that to you over and over again. That's what gets you through. That's why God speaks to you through his word as you open up his word. And I, and I can't relate to you how many times in my life I have, I have been in, 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 in horrible situations and, and spending time alone with God and opening up his word and where he will speak through his word and, and change my whole heart and life. The second thing found in verse 17 at the end that I think is important too is, well, let's read it. May the favor, or you could say grace, or you could say beauty, of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. What's he talking about? What we do. I think he's talking about service. That God would establish it, that God would by his favor, by his grace, by his beauty upon us, that he would establish what he wants us to do. Doing what God would have for us to do. That's very important. And again, for us to pray, Lord, Teach us the number our days are right. Lord, show me what's important, what needs to be a part of my day. And I think for you and I to, to say, what, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to spend my life? How do you want me to spend this day? Is there a part of this day that you want me to offer to you in some way, shape, or form? You remember that little poem says, you know, only... One day will soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. We spend our days doing a lot of stuff. But most of it's just going to burn up. It's just going to blow away. I'm not a total anti-TV freak. You know that. I talk about stuff I see on, on TV. But you know what? TV is the biggest time waster ever invented. And... And, and, and I think the world and even, I can say, the enemy uses it to kind of 
control us. It, it controls us by, it tells us what to think, it tells us what to buy, this, the different things. But, but, but even more than that, it takes us away from things that we could do. You know, I'm not going to get to the end of my life and say, uh, I regret not watching more TV. <laughs> you know, what I will regret is watching so much TV. You know, and, and I'm not, you know, advocating go throw it out, of, you know, in the yard, but you know what? And I, I'll just... I'll just tell you this because, because I, you know, I was like a news addict, right? I wanted to see the local news and I wanted to see the national news. And you know what? Watching it during dinner time. And, and finally, finally, I got to this place recently, and this is just recently. I said, you know what? This, this is like, I got to stop watching that stuff. It's all, for one, it's all biased and it's slanted, but, but two, it's all negative and it's like, Oh, man, I, you know, what a nice dinner that was. My dinner's ruined. You know, and so, I, you know, I, I just said, let's just stop doing that. And I tell you what, there's like more peace. I sense more peace without that. And, and then I'll turn it on and say, well, let me just check it out. And I'll go like, oh, man, I, I got to turn that off because that's like, you know. Some of you just can't wait to get home, turn your TV set on. <laughs> oh, Lord, show us. Show us. Part of my day. You know, they, the television programs, unless you, unless you watch PBS, you know, they, they, have it, they have it like worked out, you know. Little segments, they know how to keep your attention. Then they put a commercial in there. And then another segment and a commercial, and, and they know just how to keep you online. Well, you know, the problem, of course, with PBS is there's no commercial, so you, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't go get some food or something. You know, that's a problem. But they know. They've worked it out really, really well. So for you to spend two hours, no problem at all. Two hours is gone like that. What could you and I do in two hours? do something you could call your mother you could you could call somebody who needs some encouragement but no i gotta see that show again this is another this is just one example you know of things that 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 suck all of our time teach us to number our days right to spend them on things that matter so today Today, each day, spend a little bit of time with Him. Each day, think about how, how can I serve? We're so good at, at excuses, aren't we? Procrastination. Well, yeah, that's a good idea, Pastor. I'm going to start that. I think I'll wait till, you know, uh, the new year, though, because, you know, that's a good time to make these new, you know, these uh, resolutions. Or maybe tomorrow I'll have more time. Or maybe we're spending time on things that don't matter, which keep us from spending time on things that do matter. I know that's true in my own life. I get distracted, though. Do you ever get distracted? I understand. 
Oh, you know, you're trying to focus and then, oh, you know, you, you get over here, you, you know. God help us. God teach us. So we have a, another anniversary that we're going to celebrate right now. And really it's about, it's about getting back to the cross, right? We're celebrating something that happened on a day in time, a day in time that changed the whole universe. Not just the earth, but the whole universe. And we celebrate this. We refocus. Uh, does anybody know how many years ago it was? Take a wild guess. Hmm? 2080? Right. I think you're going the wrong direction. It's about 1990. So 1,990 years, because it's 2018, right? I did the math. I used to be good at math. Jesus lived 33 years. And they figure that he was technically born about 5 B.C. The calendar is, is not exactly right. You can look that up, though. So if you do all that math, you come up to about 1990. So 1,990 years. That's a lot of years, though, right? But today, we celebrate what happened, the cross, the cross. We go, we refocus, we, we refocus at the foot of the cross. We're going to pray right now, then we're going to pass out the, the cup and the bread, and we're going to partake together. This group of people that God has assembled here, we're going to partake at a cross together. I love that. But let me remind you that, that to partake of the cross, partake of communion means that you are saying, I believe in the cross. I believe in what Jesus Christ did. He died on the cross for me. He died. He paid for my sins. So, so when you partake of that, that's what you're saying. So if you're not quite there yet, then, then just let it pass by. It's okay. Nobody's taken, you know, records here. I would prefer that you would just make a choice right now to let Jesus in your life. You can do that as we pray right now, and you can partake in, in knowing this is, this is for me because I believe in Jesus Christ. Make sense? Capish? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for giving us today. You are eternal, we are temporal, but one day we're going to be face to face with you in eternity. And we will have eternal life because of what you gave to us. Through Jesus Christ dying upon that cross some 1,990 years ago. For you love the world that you gave your only begotten Son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting, eternal life. Lord, we believe in you, and we come as we, as we come and we quiet our hearts. We contemplate how much you love us because you gave your life for us.
Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You laid down your life for us. The least we can do is to give our lives back to you, to dedicate ourselves to you, to have you a part of our days, not just a part of our lives, but a part of our days each and every day. Help us to refocus. Help us to retool, to, to think about what, what's important. How am I spending my day? How am I spending my, my time? And teach us to number our days that we would gain a heart of wisdom. Father, I pray as well for any here as we, as we partake that maybe it's time for you today to say yes to clearly say yes to Jesus Christ and open your heart and life to him and say and pray and say these words, Dear Jesus, I, I need you. I can't do it without you. I need you in my life. I, I ask you to come into my life and, and forgive me. I'm lost. I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Be my Savior, be my Lord today. In Jesus' name, amen.